Hello and welcome to Conversations with the Real MG. In this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing something that I have never done before. So I have no idea how this is going to turn out, but it'll be fun in the process. I've actually got on the podcast with me today, someone else. Her name is Lauren McLeod. Have I pronounced your last name right? Yes. <laughs> Lauren McLeod. Um, and Lauren and I haven't actually met. We are in the same Perth networking group, but we haven't actually met in person. And she put up a post asking a question in the group about memberships. And it triggered me to think, oh, I could do a podcast episode on that topic because I had a membership. If you followed me for a while, you might have been part of it. The Be Think Do Tribe for a couple of years. 2019 to 2021, I think it was. And I was going to record a podcast by myself on memberships. And then I asked Lauren, you know, what kind of things do you want to know about memberships? She sent me this list and I thought, why don't you interview me? Why don't you interview me on my podcast? And then I can share what I know. I have no idea what questions she's going to ask me. But before we do that, I'm going to pass it over to Lauren. So I just want to get you to let everyone know who you are and what you do um, for your business. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so my name's Lauren. Um, I'm a doula, a pregnancy, birth and postpartum doula here in Perth. I support people um, from pregnancy, even preconception through pregnancy, um, attend births and then postpartum as well, which is really cool. I am looking to expand my business and start a new project. So start a new membership, which is not something I've shared publicly yet so this is going to be kind of like the I guess the sort of big reveal like I won't reveal all of the details yet but like yeah um so that's really exciting um but yes this is something I've never done before so I've got no idea what the hell I'm doing (laughs) so I'm really happy to be here with my list of questions to ask you and just sort of pick your brain and then hopefully um yeah be able to help anyone else who wants to start the same sort of project Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, there's obviously there'll be other people interested in starting a membership, which has become a really popular business model, especially for that recurring income. But also I know that there's probably people listening because I am a mum with young kids and a lot of my audience are mums with young kids, potentially having more. I'm not having any more. I am done. (laughs) But you know what? Postpartum, it lasts a long time. Like I don't think you're ever not postpartum. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Yes, I um yeah, I have two kids as well. My son um is four and a half. My daughter will be two next month. And yeah, there's always stuff to learn. And like that's, I suppose I can reveal what the membership's going to be about. Sort of like content based around parenting from like age zero to five, because mm-hmm. like there's so much, like so much to take in in that oh short gosh. period of time. And it's just like, yeah, and like that's if you like if you're someone. That's yeah, and if you're someone who has multiple kids, like you know, you have one kid and they grow up, and then oh wait, hang on, back to newborn stage. What happens then? Again, how do you look after a newborn? I forgot. So yeah, like all of the stuff that you've got to learn, and um, yeah, I feel like there's just there can never be too much support around the, that sort of um, time of parenting. 
I was just chatting to a mum at a birthday party that I went to this morning with my four-year-old and she was saying how after the birth of her youngest baby, they actually checked in to see how she was doing because it was a traumatic birth and they had a psych come around in the ward and ask her and I was like, that's brilliant. I didn't realise that they did that. Obviously, my births weren't considered, I had great births to be honest. Um, I worked with a doula, so that was very helpful. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and you know, I think it's brilliant that there is so much more support for mums now because I know when I had my first, and even though it wasn't a difficult birth, I really struggled with postpartum depression and anxiety. And and even when I was pregnant with her, I talk about that a lot because I don't think people talk about that much when they're pregnant. It's kind of like more like the postpartum stuff. And, you know, no one checked in to see how I was at that point. And I really felt like I needed it, but I was lucky that I was, you know, proactive and looking for it now we could talk for a whole episode about about this because this is a topic that I feel is really important which is another reason why I wanted to get you on because obviously this is an important program for you to get out there because people people need that support people need different levels of support and that's what memberships are about essentially right is you know you might have your really high ticket one-on-one offerings but that's not for everyone whereas a membership can kind of open up the the doors to a different range of people, which is really powerful in terms of impact. So I'm going to let you roll with it and just ask me whatever it is that you want to ask and we'll go from there. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. So first of all, um, tell me a little bit about your membership that you had. So what was it about and um, like how did you deliver your content and how often did you deliver your content? Okay, so my membership was all based on mindset for women and it was a monthly membership where people got access to a resource hub. So that was all online. I use Kartra, which is a little bit like Kajabi, um, but I personally find it better for what I want to use it for. And it had a monthly meditation, a monthly hypnosis. So these were all pre-recorded. Um, and people were able to access them, download them. I had a monthly live coaching call. So people put in questions and I did that on a Facebook live rather than a Zoom because this was quite a low cost product. So in Zoom, you kind of have a little bit more energy that you've got to put into it. So that was a Facebook live. And I think I had, I had journal prompts every Monday. Gosh, I've really got to rack my brain because it was almost a year ago that I shut it down now. Uh, but yeah, a weekly journal prompt that was based on a theme. So every month had like a theme. So it might've been health or it might've been relationships. We had a month of sex, which was actually a really good month. Um, <laughs> and I, I often had a guest speaker come in if it was something that, you know, for example, the month of sex, not that I'm not great at sex, but <laughs> I'm not a sex coach. So I, I got Rosie Reese to come in, which was brilliant and, you know, different, different experts to come in. So that was the membership. We had a Facebook group as well. And obviously a lot of interaction in there, but then all of the actual content was set aside on a portal for people to access wherever. Okay, cool. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, my next question was, which platform did you use to deliver your content? You already answered that one. What was it called again? Kartra. Kartra, so yeah. Kartra is kind of like Kajabi in the way that it looks and the way that it's set up. I have been using Kartra since it was beta. So it was like five or six years ago. It's a little bit before Kajabi. And 
I really like it. I've looked at switching over a few times because my own business coach, Tina Tower, she has a whole section of our coaching that is Kajabi support. But for me, it wasn't worth what I needed. So I would have to pay like an extra 40 US dollars a month to have uh, the number of sites that I want to have, the number of products, the number of people on my email list, that kind of thing. There's so many out there though. Mm, what do you yeah. have at the moment for your email list? <laughs> I don't have an email list. Oh, okay. like I've got, I've got like an email automation set up that I so that people can download my investment guide. So I guess that would be considered an email list, but I don't ever send out emails. Like I don't do email marketing. Um, but for that, I use MailerLite okay, because MailerLite, yep. uh, the way that I set up, like it was pretty easy to set up the like automation that I wanted it to set up. But I suppose like you could. There's so many, like there's, you know, there's MailChimp and like so many. So exactly. yeah, I'm and sure they all do pretty similar things. It is, it can be overwhelming with how many there are, but it is worth looking into and kind of playing around with a different, a few different ones. Cause most of them give you like seven or 14 day trials because once you've committed to one, it's very hard to change over, especially if you're doing things like memberships or courses, because then you've got to take all of the content off and put it back into another platform. Whereas with email lists, you can just download your email list and then go and put it onto another platform. But yeah, once you start creating courses and memberships, it can become like a beast to move across, which is another reason why I've been like, oh no, I'm quite happy just staying here because it does everything I need it to do and it looks great. So we're good. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, oh, and how did you take payments? So was that like within the program that you used? It was all like yeah, in Kartra. You want to make it as yeah. easy as possible for you. Yeah. Because the thing with memberships is you you might have a monthly payment of 50 or more people. And if you're trying to constantly keep track of that, it will do your head in. So yeah, <laughs> yeah you want to have something set up that does it automatically through Stripe or PayPal. So PayPal, there you can set up in PayPal. If you've got a PayPal business account, you can set up a subscription button through PayPal and then you can always have that on your website. But that means people always have to pay through PayPal and PayPal doesn't work in your favor. I actually prefer people to pay through Stripe People can cancel PayPal contracts without saying anything to you. And I like to, if someone wants to opt out of the membership, that's fine. But I like to know like what's, why that's happened. And therefore I prefer them to go through Stripe, but I give them both options. So yeah, if you have even uh, MailChimp, even, even the cheaper softwares, they all have payment integrations now. So Stripe and PayPal are definitely the two that, are most commonly used and I believe have really good security. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And with the payments as well, was there like, did you have to create your, like your own set of like terms and conditions, like sort of like the legalities? Like, is that all, does that come like with the payment gateway or do you have to create your own? If no, create your own. You definitely want to create your own. There might be some that come with the payment gateway, but they aren't Australian-based legal documents. So there are websites, and I wish I could tell you off the top of my head, but I cannot think of one right now, that are Australian-based where they have standard T's and C's for memberships or standard, uh, you know, like membership 
agreement forms, that kind of thing, which if you were to just go and Google membership forms Australia, you'll find these websites that their whole their whole legal business is based on giving standardized forms. You will pay for them like it might. I think I paid $80 or something like that for mine, but then you just get to input a bunch of like your company information, um, the membership name, all of that kind of thing, and you can go through and edit it. So it's pretty simple to do it, but absolutely you want to do it because I've had to use my T's and C's a few times mm. and it definitely helps to be able to say, look, please refer to the T's and C's that you agreed to upon signing up for this. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Okay, that's good to know. Not always an easy conversation to have, but it's one of those conversations I've had to have more and more often as my business has grown and it's just the way that we run business and that's why we have those things in place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's really important to cover yourself, that's for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. How much did you charge for your membership um, and how did you come to decide on that figure? Not enough is the answer. I did not charge (laughs) enough. (laughs) <laughs> How did I come to decide it? My The way I decided, so it was $27 a month, $27 a month. Oh, my goodness. How did I come to decide that? Because I thought that's what people would be willing to pay. And I definitely still had a lot of my own work to do around my belief in my worth at that point in time. It's the reason I didn't continue the membership on was because it had gotten to the point where I'd realized I was undercharging but then how do you put the price up on everyone? Mm. And so I chose that price, not really considering how much work I was going to have to put in and hoping that I would, you know, just end up with a thousand members. I don't know where these 1000 members were going to come from. (laughs) Um, Just, you know, seeing that there's apps, like for example, there might be an app with an exercise app that has, it's like $10 a month. You know, I was like, oh, people aren't going to pay heaps, are they? Well, actually, I think they probably would have paid more, but the problem was I was only charging $27 a month to start with. Mm-hmm. I would not recommend doing a membership at that price point unless you have a massive audience and you know you're going to have heaps of people coming through, like big numbers coming through, or you know it's just going to be content-based. I had... Put, I put a lot of support into it as well. So it was quite high touch. And for $27 a month, that was, it was ridiculous. So if I was going back and doing it again, I would be, oh my gosh, probably charging over $100 a month for that same product. But now I work in a slightly different niche. I would be charging even more than that because we're talking business. So yeah, I, don't, I know you probably don't want to share what price point you're thinking yet because this is going out to everyone, but yeah. how, does, how does that land with you? Are you kind of like, oh, yeah, that's, that's really cheap or what are, what are your thoughts about price? Yeah, God, I, but it's, it's such a hard, I feel like price is the hardest thing in business. I feel like for me, like that's been the hardest thing is like doing that, like doing that work and knowing my worth and all that sort of stuff and then like 
yeah working with like that but then also like all of the voices in your head like oh no one's going to pay that like why would people pay that and like yeah I honestly have no idea what I'm going to charge at this point it's like a big thing is like thinking like what are people going to pay and like because obviously my audience is parents like parents of small children perhaps parents who are stay-at-home parents they may not have their own income they're relying on their partner's income so like maybe they don't have a huge budget but then also like maybe people would actually pay a bit more for the value that I'm offering. Yes. So, yeah, like. If it's life-changing, it's life-changing and you can't put a value on that. Yeah. If I compare it to what I charge per month now for the program that I'm running, it's $444 a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very, very big difference. I definitely am putting more into it. Like that's everything that I do is, is this program, but yeah, if I compare it, it's, you know, 27 to $444. Relatively speaking, that program was worth was worth a lot more. Uh, and, you know, the other thing that you can do is really just consider your messaging and your pricing because if you know it's not going to be a 1,000 people in the group, you want to share that it's going to be a small group. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of people that sign up for those cheaper memberships for example, like the Healthy Mummy program, you know, the Healthy yeah. Mummy program, super cheap per month. I don't actually know what the price is, but, you know, there's thousands upon thousands of women in there, which is fine if that's what you want, but you're not going to be getting any individualized support in any way. So that's part of your messaging is letting people know like there's not going to be any more than X amount of people in the group, for example. And that way people know they're not just going to get lost in in the mix of everything. Um, And so that way you can price it higher if you're able to offer that level of support, but you've got to make sure that's in your messaging. So people know that it's going to be worth their while because they're not just going to get, they're not going to fall between the cracks of the thousands of people in there. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. What would be your ideal number of people in this membership, do you think? Oh, I honestly don't even know. And that's another thing that's like one of those mindset things I need to work through is like think like, you know, all of those stories like, oh, like is anyone even going to sign up for it? Like how many people even give a shit about what I have to say? <laughs> like all that sort of stuff. But Oh, honestly, I would love to scale it to be, you know, hundreds or thousands of people because, like, just to make that impact, like, it's just obviously that's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen straight away. Um, But, yeah, I would just really love for that to to happen and and for it to be like international as well would be really cool Mm -hmm. i love it you're you're a big dreamer and that's honestly that's how and i i say that with excitement you know like i know that some people say when people say you're a big dreamer that it's like oh it's not possible i honestly believe everything is possible anything is possible and it only is possible if you actually do dream big so it excites me hearing you say that thank you (laughs) cool um so, oh, did you manage to retain your members or most of your members for sort of the whole time you ran your membership? Yes. So a lot of the members, I had 30 members join when I first launched it and most of them stayed for the whole two years. That's and awesome. That's I amazing. That's, I feel like 30, that's a lot yes. to, when you first start as well. That's awesome. 
What I did, okay, when I first started was I offered a beta month where everyone paid five bucks, five dollars, mm-hmm. and they joined. And then if they still liked it, they got to stay on. And everyone did. I think I think there might have been one or two people that didn't, but pretty much everyone did because obviously the value was huge. And then yeah, a lot of them stayed on. And I'm still working with some of them now in a different capacity because they obviously got a lot of time to know, like, and trust what I do and how I coach. So, yeah. But the thing is to get that, you want to get people in right at the beginning, if you can, as many people as you can right at the beginning, because it allows you, first of all, to validate your offer, get some momentum going. um, And I guess give you the opportunity to get good feedback from a variety of people as well. So that's yeah. a good way of doing it, I think, is actually offering like a, a beta month or whatever you want to call it, like a trial month right at the beginning or founders. People like to be founders yes. and <laughs> they get it at a reduced rate, but in exchange for, you know, feedback and testimonials. Mm-hmm. And then you use that to then launch it again. Have you ever gone through a proper launch process? No, I haven't. So that was going to be my next question. Um, kind segue. of segue beautifully into that. Um, yes, what was your launch process like? So what sort of things did you do and like sort of how, I guess, how long, if you can remember, it was a while ago, how long did your launch process sort of go for and, yeah, all of that stuff? So I played around with this a lot over the two years because I never quite found exactly what worked really well. I started off just having the doors open all the time and that didn't work because with a low cost membership in particular, I think if people know it's always available to join, they're just like, oh, well, I'll just wait. And then they never do. There's none of that, that FOMO, that fear of missing out. Oh my goodness. Like, what if I don't get in now? I've got to wait. So then I started opening the doors once a month that was way too often because mm. a month isn't very long. Same thing. People were just like, well, it's going to open next month. I'll just wait until next month. And then and then they never did. Well, I say never. Obviously, the group grew. So I ended up getting up to 100 people in the group. And I think it took me about eight months to get there. And that was me fiddling around with different ways of getting people through the door. Uh, and to be honest, the whole time I had a membership, I never really understood launches as well as I do now. So what I would probably be doing now if I was starting up a membership is opening the doors quarterly and going through a full launch process. And I'm going to plug my checklist that I've got right here. So MG, no, not MG, therealmg.com forward slash launch checklist, which I'll put a link in the show notes and I'll send it to you. It's a freebie goes through the three stages of a launch, which is basically the first stage, engage people. So what you're doing right now, right? You're, we're recording this podcast. People are like, oh, something's coming. I'm engaged with this now. This is, you know, this is something that's coming up. It's not available right now, but it's starting to get people engaged with it. And then, you know, asking questions in your audience specific to what you're going to be offering in your membership. Then the next phase is hype where you're like, this is coming. This is when it's coming. Are you excited? You might get a wait list going. And then you have an open cart date. And I would say for a membership, you probably wouldn't want your cart open for more than a week, especially with mums or, you know, and people with mum brain, they've got, they don't have more than a week to think about things. It's like, I'm doing it or I'm not doing it. 
and I don't want to be harassed about it for too long, just like I'm in or I'm not. So a week where, you know, it's just constant excitement in your socials about the doors are open, you're welcoming every person that comes through. Have you seen, did you see my launch process recently for the Unstoppables? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did. I was sort of, I was lurking and, and watching. It was awesome. Like, yeah. I just, so it's yeah, high the, energy. Yeah, yeah, very high energy. It was so cool. I love the picture, like your main like marketing picture of you and the, the outfit. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I've kind of put my foot in it because now people expect me to have that outfit on for every launch, and it's not the most comfortable <laughs> outfit, as you can imagine. But it's fun. <laughs> And I'm all about having fun, but it makes you stand out, right? And there'll be something about you. Well, the thing about you is that you're you. No one else is you. There's another doula. There's another whatever, like, but no one is you. And especially as a doula, like it's a personal thing, you know? And so it's bringing your essence out into it. Um, Do you know what your human design is by any chance? Yeah, I'm a projector. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's exciting. Okay, yeah. So that's like being a doula as a projector is like the perfect role because I can can see that. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, I think that if you follow that launch checklist and go through a, a process, say, every three months, that would be my suggestion, but it's an experiment because you don't know what's going to work. You could in between launches still let people through. Like say you start working one-to-one with someone and you're like, look, let's add this on as an extra level of support, that kind of thing. I used to do that. I'd let um, my one-to-one clients in just as another layer of like community and support. But yeah, I wouldn't keep it open all of the time. The the ones that work when they're open all the time are the ones where you've got massive audiences. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. People can drop it like healthy mummy. You can drop in and yeah. drop out. But you've got to protect your energy. If you're constantly launching, you're constantly open, that gets exhausting too. Yeah, that's it. I can imagine. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Awesome. Backtrack a little bit to when we talked about um retaining members. What sort of stuff did you do to kind of ensure member retention? So I get I, I feel like how you've described your content are kind of like I feel like that the content in itself would be like able to retain members. And since you did a lot of like, it was high touch. So you were in contact with your members. I feel like that kind yeah. of answers it for me, I suppose. But if there was anything else that you sort of did to yeah. Um, yeah, ensure that member attention. Yes. I think probably the fact that I was over delivering, people didn't want to leave because <laughs> yeah. this bloody great value yeah. uh, might've been a huge component in saying that one of the things that wasn't good about that was that because people were paying $27, that was their energetic investment. And then because they were getting so much more, I think some people felt overwhelmed because they were like, I'm only putting $27 into this and she's giving me $1,000 worth and I'm not prepared. I'm not ready for that. Mm. So there was that element for some people. Um, But one of the things I did do was I changed how we ran the group based on people's feedback. So I was really active in asking people, you know, are you enjoying the way I do this or would you prefer I do it this way? Like right at the beginning, everyone got emailed like a PDF pack with the journal prompts and the challenges for the month and the, you know, all that kind of thing. And I think people just found it, I don't know, it wasn't how they wanted to consume the information. So it ended up becoming a different way of them 
receiving that information. Uh, and then, you know, we ended up having like a book club within it as well because everyone was talking about these books they were reading and I wanted to read more books. So I said, why don't we do a book club? So it was kind of like I was taking their feedback and creating what everyone needed. But again, that was really a lot of work for me. So I think that's a brilliant model if you're charging more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, I, I believe that's probably part of the reason that um, it was retained. And I really, I guess, and I know you would be the same, you, I genuinely cared so much about the results of each person that, you know, I was, I was in there. I was in there interacting as much as I could. Um, mm. And I also had, I had a few people in there that, were really, really good at interacting with the group as well. That's a really good tip, especially when the group's small, is shoulder tap a couple of people that you kind of already know and get them to post in the group, comment on things, just because then it encourages other people and gives other people permission to do the same. Yeah, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It just means that it's not just you because then it can feel people are like, oh, no, it's just the, the leader of the group that's that's talking. But if you know a few people close enough, just be like, hey, can you post something and can you comment on a few people's posts just so they know that that's okay? Yeah. yeah awesome. Cool. Uh, you said that you had some guests come in um, to your to deliver some content for your membership. So how did that work in that? Like, were did you pay them or did they sort of do it for like in exchange for like the exposure or, or yeah. whatever, whatever it may be? Yeah, it was a mix. It was a mix of both. Most did it for free. But for example, Rosie Reese, I paid an absolute fortune for, but it was actually worth it even just for myself. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, yes, I can and, imagine. <laughs> yeah. And so there were, I think there was probably over the two years, maybe only three or four people that were paid, but it was really, a lot of the time it was because it was someone I really wanted to have in there anyway, you know, and it was, it was worth it for me. And that was one of the things I loved about it is I totally vibed off all of the content that I was creating anyway. And that's why we do it. We do, right? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would basically reach out to people that I felt would be a good fit and they would then let me know if they, you know, need to be paid for their time or if they expect to be paid for their time. I had someone recently ask me to be on a podcast and she wanted me to speak for free, obviously. And she had a really good way of asking the question. How did she say it? I I think she said, before we, before we proceed, can I just confirm that your valuable time is voluntary? Mm, I love that. That sounds so nice. Because she's like telling me that my it's valuable, right? My time is valuable, but she's also like, but can we do this for free? Yes, yeah. So I love that. That's so cool. Yes. So I was like, I told her, I replied and I said, I love the way you asked that question. I am taking that sentence with me to ask other people in the future. But you will often get better quality guests if you pay for someone. And so I think sometimes it's worth it. And it's also really important to have the conversation with your guest speakers about whether they're promoting or not. So, for example, in my um, program now, I pay them because I don't want the whole hour to be them promoting. And I make that really specific. I want my members of my program to come and know that they're going to get something to take away and use immediately rather than only get this tiny little bit and then need to pay a thousand dollars to get the rest. 
Yeah, yeah, that's so true, yeah. Yeah, so I'd just be really clear about, like, your expectations of what you want the members to walk away with so that, mm. yeah, I mean, if they're doing it for free, awesome, but you still want them to get value out of it. Yeah, of Most course, people are good at that now. <laughs> yeah, that's it, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, if you could give yourself one piece of advice when you very first started, what would it be, aside from charge more, because we've already covered that. <laughs> oh, okay, boundaries. Set better boundaries around it. I, would, I made myself available to my members seven days a week mm. and in the Facebook group. And then it became an expectation. And I know that that didn't then serve me very well because I never got any time off. Like those entire two years, I did not have a break and it was exhausting. So yeah, I would say, and it was not just in that area of my business and all areas of my business at that point, I was not setting great boundaries and I've learned my lesson the hard way, but yeah, memberships can mean that you've got a lot of people working with you essentially. So you need to have really strong boundaries around how they connect with you as well. You know, like make sure right from the beginning, they know they're not to send you a private message unless that's part of their membership. There are memberships out there that have like a variety of tiers. That's one thing I probably would mention to you that I found really good. This is kind of going on a side note, we're talking laterally here now. <laughs> I do this all the time. I swear I have ADHD. I'm like, here, and then I go over here and then I come back here. And then I'm like, what was I talking about? So <laughs> the one thing that did really, really well in that membership was I offered VIP upgrades. And so this was in March of 2020. Gosh, is that two years ago now? Oh my God. <sighs> What's happened in the last two <laughs> years? So March of 2020, I offered these VIP upgrades where everyone had the opportunity, 10 people max, to become a tribe VIP, and they paid me $50 a week to have access to me in voice messenger. So I had it through Voxer, and that was kind of a new thing at that point in time. Like there's a lot of voice messaging coaching around now, but people jumped on it. And so that was an extra $500 a week for me to have 10 of those people in my messenger. And that came about because I had lots of people messaging me in messenger and I'd had to say to them, please put this in the group because, you know, I'm not working with you one-to-one. And so it was an opportunity for me to go, hey, look, how about I offer this? And if you want to pick my brain about anything, we'll have a conversation over in, over in Voxer. Um, $50 a week ended up not being enough either. Didn't have great boundaries around that because I would be responding to them on a Sunday, for example, and I should have just been like, it's Monday to Friday, weekends are mine, all of that kind of thing. But lesson learned, and I loved working with the woman that I worked with. And it was like, I sold out those 10 spots within eight hours. They were all just like, I want that. That would be amazing. So yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Mm, yeah. So that was, that became my biggest month in 2020 because, and it was right as the pandemic was starting and I was panicking about everything. Like, I don't know what the future holds. And it actually ended up being one of the best things for business because everyone's online, but you know, it's, it, it was just that tier above that allowed me to filter people through from the membership into the higher price point options and so that can be really good about the lower price memberships is that it does bring people through to your higher priced options as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and 
Well, uh, is there anything you wish, anything else you wish you had done differently? You said a lot of things so far, but yeah, is there anything else you wish you had done differently? Um, I don't think so. I think I've probably covered everything. It's really just about pricing it in a way that reflects the energy you're putting into it. Yeah. And I don't, I still would have done things the same, you know, the actual content of the program, I absolutely would have done the same. The, the energy I put into it, I wouldn't change. I just feel that it should have been a higher price point so that I could have lasted in there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and saying that it would have ended anyway, because I was shifting my business across to working just with women in business. So I kind of, it was so hard to let go of it. Like I'd made such amazing relationships with so many women in there and I, I felt guilty shutting it down um, because they were all like, oh, you know, what am I going to do now? And at the end of the day, I had to say, you know, I'm not the only person out there that can help you. Mm. And actually maybe this is a gift because it's forcing you to get out of your comfort zone and go and find the next thing, you know, to help you. And I still get messages from some of the women in the tribe and, um, you know, just telling me that, oh, I've used this tool that, you know, we talked about and it's been helping me with this. And I love getting those messages. So if anyone from the tribe's listening, I do love getting those messages. (laughs) I do love getting them. I have no regrets really. Like it was hard work and it was, there were things that I wish I did differently, but yeah, it was such an incredible what project. Was that the right word? It was an, inc- it was an incredible program and incredible woman in there. And I know that it's had an impact. So, you know, yeah, feels good. It feels good. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. I think that's pretty much covered all of the questions I had. That was so helpful. Thank you. And like, yeah, so many things that you talked about, I hadn't even really like considered. So yeah, it's, it's really good to, cause like, you know, I can, you can Google how to start a membership, but like I know, actually talking to someone, that's it. I like, I like so actually, much. yeah, there's so much out there, but actually talking to someone, having a conversation with someone who's done it is Mm. so much better because yeah like just get all of that sort of specific information and ask specific questions and yeah so it's been really helpful so thank you so much for having me on thank you and thanks for asking so many questions hopefully all of those answers are helpful for other people that might be considering it as well have you thought about like a, a dream date that you would have this membership launched by yeah i'm gonna say like june ish Mm -hmm. um yeah, because I feel like that's sort of enough time for me to get my shit together. <laughs> if not June, like maybe even 1st of July, so like start of financial year for, to, I guess, make it easier for tax purposes, <laughs> which yep. might even be a better idea. And then also that kind of gives me a bit more time so I'm not rushing and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, maybe we'll say like 1st of July. 1st <laughs> of July, right. You heard it here, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> 1st of July, let's hold her accountable to it. Because yes, I know that when, you, when you put a date on it, you're so much more likely to make it happen. Um, and when you then tune into your why, like why is this so important for you and for the world and for your audience to have available to them? Um, and the thing is, you'll get it done in the time that you set. Like if you decided you wanted to have it ready by the end of next month, you could to- you could, but of course you also want to be mindful of your own energy as well so 
yeah, I'm not going to wish you the best of luck because you don't need luck. You've got everything <laughs> that you need. It's not luck. It's really the inspiration that you draw from within yourself to, to make it happen. I look forward to seeing it happen. And just know that however it works out is absolutely perfect. You know, there is going to be benefit to you. There's going to be benefit to the people that join. There's going to be benefit from their, to their families too, because I know you'll see that in your work, right? It's not just the person you're working with, it's their family. And then it's the ripple effect from there, which is beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, before we go, I'd love for you to just share with everyone where people can find more information about you. Yep. So um, Instagram's probably the best place to find me. Uh, my Instagram is Um And yeah, in there is um, the link in my bio has links to my website and all of that good stuff and information on how you can work with me. Um, and yeah, also on Facebook, but I mean like, yeah, I pretty much just share my Instagram posts to my Facebook page. So I'm the same. Yeah. I mean, I think Instagram is where yeah. it's at now. <laughs> that's it so yeah I'm also on TikTok but I kind of just do like the funny lip syncing videos on there at the moment I'm kind of just having fun with it (laughs) but that's what it's all about follow me yeah that's it if anyone wants to follow me and see me being silly on TikTok feel free my handle is the same as my Instagram um but yeah good reels on Instagram as well I do love a good reel so I've been I've been uh binging on those before we jumped on this morning yeah, I love reels. They're so fun. Yeah, exactly. We get to have fun while doing business. How good is that? I uh, know, right? So good. <laughs> and I know that there will be lots of mums that, you know, end up watching a lot of reels and TikToks because, you know, you're sitting there breastfeeding or you're like, you know, what else are you going to do but have a laugh watching TikToks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on here today. And I look forward to sharing this with everyone and seeing what is to come for in the future in your business. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in this week to Conversations with the Real MG. Make sure you check out the show notes where you'll find links to everything we've talked about in today's episode. And if you aren't already in my free Facebook group, go ahead and join that. The link is in the show notes because if you haven't had enough of the Real MG, I want you to go and check out my Friday Lives. What I'm starting to do in that group is every Friday go in in the afternoon as my final task for the week and share what I've been working on in my business and any lessons that I'm taking away and giving that to you as some value. And I did it last week and got such an incredible response from the three things that I shared that I know a lot of people are now taking away and starting to implement or look into in their business. So go and join so that you can be a part of that. It's only going to be short, sharp and straight to the point because I really think time is of the essence and there's no fluff. It's just straight into it. Go and check it out and I look forward to seeing you over there as well as back here next week. Peace out. I'm MG.